Hello everyone and welcome to the latest Good Game Media Cast. Uh, it says on the bottom there we're at episode 10. We're actually at 10.5. We are kind of in episode 11 here now. And uh, with me is now, as always, for two weeks in a row, Steve. Steve, introduce yourself. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. My name is King Stevo, or King Stevo87 on social media. And I'm going to be hanging out for the next little bit, the next little hour here, and chatting about some really cool things that are interesting to me today. That's awesome. Well, we totally appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day to join us and also for anybody else who's in the chat room as well too, checking this out. Um, you're going to notice a very different environment for me. Usually it's you know sound dampeners and green screens and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, I'm up at our Prince George studio, but our Prince George studio is also having a few internet issues. So if things sort of go off, uh, we're going to do what we can with this one. <laughs> it should be smoother than the last one, but we shall see. Uh, for a little behind the scenes though, we have a couple of iPhones, an iPad and a Mac, and a microphone I've not used in about three years. It's interesting, but uh, yeah, if you jump on Twitch, we are live now, twitch.tv forward slash ggmtv, and we are going to be continuing where we were last week, talking about Avengers. Uh, if you have not yet seen the Avengers, spoilers coming up. If you've not yet listened to the last episode, spoilers coming up, and... Um, Let's get started. We ran out of time last time, so let's get caught up. We did. We did run out of time, but uh, luckily here we we stopped over at the Soul Stone, so we can continue talking about that uh, once uh, Gamora and Thanos hit. Uh, what's the planet they, they ended on there? Oh. Um, yeah, what was the planet name? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> No, what I can tell you though is fantastic. Uh, we had a little, um, we had a little cameo from an old friend from the first Avenger. We did, yes, indeed. Um, what's really funny is now for you for half a second. Did you? How do I put this? The visual obviously comes up. Did it catch you right away, or did it was the voice, or what was it? I'm sorry. Was it the audio or was it the video of like who this character was that kind of caught you? Uh, it was it was the entire it was the entire thing. Yeah, and who was it? Yeah, Mister Red Skull. Red Skull. It's been a while since Red we've seen Skull. him. It is. It actually blew me away when we saw him show up there. Um, and, you know, once once that cloak came off yeah. and you saw that red skull if you will, um, that, that really blew me away, and uh, that, so that set the tone for what was to come, for sure. Yeah, and now, when you first heard the voice, did you actually think it was Hugo Weaving, or did you, did you know it was somebody else, or? I didn't know who it was. I honestly, I, I had no clue who it was. I thought it was a Dementor from Harry Potter, to be honest with you. Fair. But it wasn't. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I had no idea who it was going to be. And uh, once the hood came off uh, and saw Red Skull, it was it was a, a pleasant surprise, if you will. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah uh, it's. I actually thought it was the original actor doing the voice. It was not. I was surprised. Um, I don't have the names in front of me, unfortunately, right now. Again, on the road, unfortunately, not as prepared as I would normally like to be, but... Uh, uh, spot on as far as the voice was, sold me on it, and looked brilliant. Um, 
yeah, it, it was a great way in which to see, yeah, he was banished. He was in search of the stone. And when he finally got to the stone, he was now, he's now locked in and he has to be the protector of the stone, but he cannot actually wield the power himself because he does not have uh, that capability. No. And he was teleported there. Forgive me if I'm wrong here, but he was teleported there with the Tesseract at the time when he was on the plane with Captain America and he held it in his bare head. He was teleported to that planet, am I right? That's correct. That is exactly it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was pretty crazy. Um, and then we have the Thor, uh, Thanos and Gamora scene uh, on the planet where Thanos needs to get the Soul Stone and then we had to have a sacrifice to get that stone. And that was also a very sad moment in time. Now, did you think that the moment where she's kind of like laughing and like, ah, you're, you're boned, <laughs> you know, like you have nothing you love, there's nothing good, you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, to me, maybe I was just, because I was so far ahead of the page already, I'm like, well, this is a little long. I think they're trying to really sell something that I think the audience already caught. And I don't know if it was necessary right. to, you know, kind of get that impact because you already saw her as a little girl. You're seeing the, the preview of Thanos' life and all that. And it kind of felt like they were just like doing the Captain Obvious stretch out, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was uh, one of those scenes where, I mean, right, you kind of know that he does love Gamora yep. uh, more than Nebula. Anyway, definitely more than Nebula. Poor girl. And you uh, kind of knew what was going to happen. And uh, when he pushed her off the cliff, I thought, there's no way she's dying here. Not today. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, yeah. Not today. Sure enough, she ended up hitting, hitting the floor, and uh, we saw her toast right there. Yeah. And that's when Thanos receives the Soul Stone. But I don't know. I don't know if, I, if she's dead or not, to be honest with you. I think that she could be brought back. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I, I think, you know, I think the Infinity Gauntlet that will be worn from whoever decides to wear it, if that's the route they decide to go. Yeah. Uh, with the Time Stone. With the Time Stone, I think that that could be rewound. Okay, so now, Actually, you know what? I'm going to table that. Let, let's talk about that at the, end, at the end of the movie, otherwise we're never going to get this review done. But, okay, right off. So she may or may not be back. She's gone for now. She uh, was sacrificed. She was thrown by her daddy, which, you know... She doesn't call him daddy, but, you know, he looks at her as a, as a father figure. Um, right. And then that's it. He has the stone. You see the tear on the CGI face. And uh, he quickly buttons up and gets ready to go on. Where do we go next from yeah. here? So after we see Gamora laying there, we get back to Wakanda. Um, and they, they prep for, for the fight scene that is about to... Uh, occur there and Rocket Rocket Raccoon and um, and the Winter Soldier have a really cool interaction there when uh, he wants the arm he wants to take the arm yep so that's really cool but to be honest with you um, you know with that fight scene there really what made that scene epic you know um Thor comes in with his new uh, Stormbreaker. Yep. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, so when he came in there, he 
made it to top three of the characters in that universe for me. Um, and Ragnarok pushed him way up. I didn't see him in this movie, just that was it. Um, loved it. Loved the way they put Thor at the end um, there and um, the attacks that he had with the Stormbreaker was, was amazing. Now, do you find... Like, did this take you anywhere else as far as like another movie, another scene? Did it feel like it was rehashed or did you kind of feel like this was all new and all fresh? Um, some of the effects and some of the ways that Thor was thinking through the guys there um, kind of reminded me of the end scene of Ragnarok powers and, and realized he... I guess was the God of Thunder and was actually able to control it without the need of his hammer. But they did it in a whole other level and it made him just that much more badass, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you just get a whole bunch of Thor goodness and, you know, at the end there is when we get the, uh, the Stormbreaker thrown at Thanos and Thanos tries to stop it with his with this gauntlet powers and had no match for Stormbreaker, and it just went right into his chest. Yeah, no, definitely. It's um, it, it's an epic scene. It, it, there's so much going on. It's the fact that you have so much noise, and you have so many things. And, and if I backtrack a little bit just to think about it, the one thing that this kind of reminded me of, and maybe it's because of Disney, I don't know, maybe I'm just hypersensitive, um, but it felt a little bit like the Naboo scene in the prequels of Star Wars, where it's like, you get this army sort of ready. They know that the bad guys are coming, and then the defense shields are up, and then just everything is about to come in. And there's that moment for your, your, all your heroes where you're like, oh, geez, like this is not what we expected. And much yeah. like the first Avengers where you have the Chitauri coming in, you've got these crazy wild beasts who are just like rushing in. They don't care. They're, like, they're breaking through as much as they can. Like They're going through with an arm and then losing an arm. They're busting through with their head and losing their head, and they're just like absolutely intense. And I think because of all that noise and because of all that chaos and the blankets are up and their shields, to that moment when Thor came rushing in with Stormbreaker and just, and you just let that silence hit. And the whole theater is like, oh, like what just happened? Like, yeah, we figured it was me badass. There had to be a reason why he takes off. He's not just going to some casino planet to delay things. And, uh, you know, it's like there's a reason for this. And I thought that was so well done because there's so much action and back and forth and wittiness and comedy and Hulk trying to run as a Hulkbuster and tripping and falling and you know getting back up again and stumbling and running and just that moment though as you as you said just when it goes in and of course Thanos you know once he collects himself when he looks at him and what do you remember what he says? What Thanos says or yeah. what Thor yeah. says? What Thanos says. You should have aimed for the head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and when he said that, you know, he uttered it under his breath, and then Thor says, what did you say? And then he said, you should have aimed for the head. And then we have the end scene. And I'm still recovering from that end scene to this day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but, um, yeah, it, it makes you think, you know, Thor is extremely powerful, and when they had that uh, that back and forth, when they were on the way to get that Stormbreaker made it, he was saying, well, he never fought me twice, you know, and 
it's like, what do you mean? There's no way you're going to be able to stop that on your own. But then you kind of see, holy smokes, like, he is extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious as to what happens next. Yeah, and as I was saying um, before, I, I rewatched Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok uh, before getting a chance to go into this because I didn't have enough time to get into a movie again, unfortunately, but I did have movies at home. And it's so crazy because, you know, you watch Thor Ragnarok and then you end up watching Black Panther, which is sort of going on at the same time but elsewhere. And then you watch Avengers. But re-watching it and seeing, like, Hulk and Thor going against each other, you know how big and powerful they are. But you see just the utmost power at the end of Ragnarok of just Thor just blasting down things and taking out, you know, his sister and, like, fighting Ragnarok and all this stuff. And then you start to think, like, there's going to be a scene only moments from now where Thanos is holding Thor in his hand and then he's just dummying Hulk. And I know we talked about it a little bit last time, but just going back and rewatching, I'm like, they really start to show you the scale <laughs> of where everything is, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a foreshadow when you were watching Ragnarok and he is, you know, manhandling Hulk. Had he not have been shocked, you know, to, or, you know, uh, if they didn't cheat in that tournament, yeah, I think Thor could have taken that for the win by far. Oh, and the other thing too, we, we commented about last week is um, we were asking well, what was Stan Lee doing in uh, Black Panther. I forgot he was working. He was um, in the casino. Okay, yeah. Do you remember that? And he was yeah, just yeah, like yeah, when yeah, yeah. when they won everything and stuff. Like that, he's like, I'm gonna take all these <laughs> and just starts going. Yeah. For it. So anyway, yeah, I do remember that absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, so, the big epic scene, the one you're recovering from, what happens? So, after we, after we see Thor pierce Thanos right in the chest, and, you know, Thanos gives that, you should have aimed for the head, uh, we see Thanos trying, you know, break away from that, and while doing so, and in the mid-teleport, you see that snap for the first time, so Thor, Thanos snaps his fingers, and all chaos ensues. Yeah. And people start just fading to dust. Or so it seems they're fading to dust. Well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they do. They fade to dust. They're gone. You know, it's uh, the whole premise of Thanos is that he said, you know, the, the universe is overpopulated. We need to start cutting back because otherwise the resources will be gone. And with my system, it doesn't matter the age or the sex or the rich or the poor, 50% will be cleaned out. And yeah, 50% start disappearing. Yeah, just like that. And we start seeing all the heroes fall uh, one by one. And we also see some people in, you know, in the, if you will, real world, the non-heroes start falling as well. And uh, the... The worst or the saddest of the of the bunch was the the Tony Stark and Spider Man conversation. And why do you think that was the saddest one? <clears throat> just because you're a super just, fan of Tony Stark, I know. <laughs> yeah, other than the fact that I love Iron Man, um, I feel like the chemistry that you know Iron Man or Tony Stark and Peter Parker have, um, they really built they really built their their back story. Um, in Homecoming, yeah, and they, they have this bond that you just you don't want to see break, yeah. And 
now that we saw that bond break, it's like, what is going to happen next? You know, Tony Stark was stabbed, right, in the rib cage. So we don't know if he's going to die or not. Yeah. And then we're just sitting there thinking, well, is Peter Parker gone too? Right? And then all these other ones. Black Panther's gone. War Machine's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, Vision's gone. But who knows? You know, we don't know what's going to happen next when it comes to, you know, the, the second part of the Avengers film. So... Yeah, and I think it's kind of interesting. Wait and see. Well, exactly. Wait and see. And I think it's really interesting because if this was one of those, uh, like an 80s or a 90s TV sitcom, like you can almost picture at the end of a Simpsons episode where they're like, who's going to win? You know, and like you can choose. If they weren't already filming, it's because it's so funny to see the internet blow up and some people, people were shocked and upset about. Definitely Tom Holland, Spider Man being killed off. They're like, wait, he's coming to another movie. Like, this is obviously going to be BS and whatever. Um, and then there's other characters that people are just not even talking about. They're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, right? whereas uh, people like, and I know Mark Bernard called it out uh, a couple times, so did Kevin Smith and a couple of others. But like, you know, Black Panther's likely going to come back because he just made all the money in the world. And for them to kill him off would seem shocking. But the Russos are talking about this and saying like, you know what? Everything's going to come at a price. And the things that you think are pretty obvious that they're going to come back may or may not come back, and which could mean they come back, but they are in an alternate universe or an alternate timeline, or they they don't come back, and there's a new Black Panther, like Black Panther. The series goes on, but you know, hey Chad, you just did your one thing. Bye. I, I, I'd be shocked, but they apparently are trying to cause a ripple effect. Yeah, I mean, what's weird to me is that he signed a five movie deal. Yeah. With Marvel, right? And we're only four movies in. So, what are we for? We have Black Panther, we have Civil War, we have um, Avengers. So, yeah. three of three of, of five movies here. So, um, even if, you know, they bring them back in the next Avengers, there's still one more movie there. Mm-hmm. Or something. So, we don't know. Yeah, we have no idea what's going to happen next. Like, does he end up in an alternate universe? So, he's died in this universe. He's in an alternate universe. So they can still do, like, an alternate universe-type film, but on, you know, this Earth, he gets replaced by, like, Shuri or something like that. I don't know. Just interesting. Well, stranger things have happened, you know? You know, uh, Dr. Octopus took over the world Spider-Man for a bit, so That's you true. never know what'll happen. <laughs> that is very true, and I think Punisher has been both Captain America and has been Venom at one point, so you, just, you never know. Right, yeah. We, ne- we don't know what's going to happen, but... Uh, Next, we have uh, the post-credit scene, which I'm super excited for. The, the folks who I saw it with in the theater didn't really understand what was going on <laughs> at the end there. Uh, and then, as I, you know, stood up and I was like, "Yes," you know, and then you see everyone fading in New York, and they're all turning to to ash. And then Nick Fury and uh, Kobe Smothers character, and for whatever reason, the name lost. Uh, slipped right through my mind, but yeah. uh, you see them in the car, and everyone's just starting to disappear. And uh, as Nick Fury starts to disappear, he sets his pager off, and uh, as he fades away, the pager drops, and you see the one um, Captain Marvel logo. And uh, that's when you know, you know, Captain Marvel will be next after Batman and Wasp, of course. Yeah. What's really funny to me is now I'm old enough. So it's not a problem, but to hear you or someone of your age say a pager when most people don't even know what the hell a pager is is pretty epic. 
<laughs> I had a pager in high school before cell phones were a thing. Fair. All right. All right. I, I guess I kind of think of it as like when Chris Pratt came out with his Sony Walkman and there was people who were like, yes, Sony Walkman. And there's others like, what's a Walkman? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. It's, it's cool that they, they use these, I don't, it's not really pop culture references, but, um, you know, old school technology yeah. uh, in the movies for those who still know what that technology is or was. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, technology always takes you back because you do multiple things with it. So your Sony Walkman, it's not because it's Sony or it's a Walkman. It's like you, you think of that cassette you had or that single you listened to, and you're like, oh, man, those are the best. And then with pagers, you think about all the stupid numerical things you used to put at the end. So, like, if you send a text and then you put, like, star 55 five means, like, get over here quick, or star 45 means I'll meet you there. Star 6-9 means something completely different altogether. Um, but, you know, it's just... I think it's just seeing that page and it's like, oh, yeah, those are good times. But, uh, yeah, Captain Marvel, someone who we have not yet seen and don't really know much about as far as what the MCU will do with her. Some speculate that, you know, she's the new war machine in the sense of, like, coming in and it's going to save the day. Some are disgruntled already going, like, oh, my goodness, they're bringing in these female actresses just because it's the PC thing to do and she's going to be the superpower. I don't know, but... I, I think it's exciting. They're adding more and more characters all the time. And when I saw that, I think the only thing that could have been better, and I agree because uh, Walt Flanagan from Comic Book Men said it, and I know we're not there, but if it was a four, a number four on there, would have been just so amazing. A four for what? Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if they're going to bring in the Fantastic Four. That would be right? amazing. I mean... I'm sure we'll see the MCU with the Fantastic Four at some point, but you know that deal just finished, or I believe just finished, and I don't know if it's going to be that quick if they can no. use those. No, I <clears throat> if these two were not filming at the exact same time, I think they would have had time to do that. But I think when I heard that, I was like, oh, like I've never been so excited for a Fantastic Four movie because it's been screwed up pretty well. But if the MCU did have it, and that was how they dropped it in, like surprise, it's done, and be like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, no, that would definitely, that would have made it, that would have made it for sure. As much as, you know, the first two movies, they weren't the greatest, anything is better than the one that came out in 2016 or 2015. Yeah, I was going to say, because, yeah, there was three movies, <laughs> but most people think yeah. were the third one. Yeah, yeah, seeing Silver Surfer on screen, to yep. me, regarding some movie was, is definitely worth it to me. Uh, Galactus was definitely a you know, a dusty, a dusty character there. Uh, not, not true to the, to the reference in any way. No. But um, seeing Silver Surfer on screen was pretty amazing. So, yeah. um, I really enjoyed it, for sure. So we've pretty um, much covered the entire movie from end to end, and we did about an hour and a half of doing that. Um, I gotta say, on a scale of. Uh, you know, one one King Stevo to five King Stevos, or whatever your sliding scale is. Where does Avengers <laughs> sit with you as far as one as a movie overall, and then two, where do you put it in the realm of like comparing it against other comic book movies? Holy smokes! Um, I would say it's definitely up there. You know, on a scale of one to five, I'd probably give it a solid four point six, four point mm. seven. Nice. Um, there's always room for improvement, always room for opportunity, but yeah. I got exactly what I wanted out of this movie. Of course, 
adding a few things here and there. Silver Surfer adding a couple of characters of definitely course. would have topped uh, and exceeded expectations, but um, it was everything I wanted in the movie. So uh, it's definitely going to be high up there. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, to be honest. But I'm going to put it in my, I would say it's definitely in my top four okay. um, movies. Top four movies um, of comic book movies. One, of course, being Iron Man 1. Sorry for whoever's not uh, a fan of it, but it's what definitely started off the MCU, and they did it well. Yep. John Favreau, hero for life. <laughs> um, thank you to him for starting this whole thing yep. and just taking a chance on a comic book movie. Um, so I would say Iron Man 1, I'd say that. I'd say Winter Soldier, Civil War is tied with Infinity War. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So there's four movies there, but really only three of them putting it on that scale. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting to hear you, Steve, when you talk about it and you say, I wish there was maybe this character and this character. I get it, but that would be awesome. Whereas it wasn't a long ago, like, and hats off to the Russo brothers and to so many of these other directors who are doing such a great job of you can't have more than three characters on the screen. Because as soon as you do, we lose plot lines, everybody gets lost, it gets too confusing. Like, Spider-Man 3 was one of those movies where we had Spider-Man and Black Spider-Man and we had Venom and we had uh, Sandman and everybody was like, it's too much, too much, don't do it. <laughs> and then Avengers comes out and they're proving time and time again, you can do these movies and you can have multiple, multiple characters on there. Like, we had 25 people on the screen or 23 on the screen at one point and they're yeah. doing a brilliant job, and we're saying, yeah, bring more. We're, we're good with it. Yeah, absolutely. They did extremely well with bringing all these characters to the screen, and, you know, I, for those who think that there were too many characters, the movie was too long, like I said in the last video, I thought, you know, it could have been longer. Yeah. I would, I'd be okay sitting another 45 minutes to an hour, but I, I love to sit down and watch these kinds of films. And um, I think we got a really nice amount of, of backstory for every character. Yeah. And something like this really hasn't been done on this scale. So for what they did, uh, they're three for three in my books. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, as we go to wrap up this uh, review on the movie as well, too, do you feel, whether or not it's reality or not, but do you feel um, that this will cross over? Cause it, do you watch the Netflix series, like Daredevil and Punisher and all of those? Um, I think they could easily do it, you know, I think, um, well, I didn't watch the trailer for Luke Cage 2 yet, so I don't okay. really know what the premise of that is. But do you think but this I crosses do... over, though? Do you think that people start disappearing in, in the Netflix world? I want to say that it, it's possible. I don't want to say that it, it's going to happen, Yeah. but it, it, if, if we were talking, in theory, can we tie it into the MCU in the Netflix series? Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, in the in the Daredevil first season, they referenced the Battle of New York, um, and there was a couple references here and there to characters in the MCU. So very easily put, you know, you could tie these plot lines together. If you can have Agents of Shield yeah. tie it into the MCU, you can have a far superior series go into the MCU, um, and that's if we, are, you know, that's if. Disney allows Netflix to keep keep their series. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens, right? Because they're apparently getting their own streaming service, so we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes, not just within Fox, but yeah, within Disney and all their channels and streaming and Netflix. And yeah, it's it's going to be very, very interesting. And then do it at that point, do they pull it from all of the different channels that they have out there? Because they have multiple ones on cable. And do they push the entire Marvel Universe to be their library on their app? Because if so, that's going to entice a lot of people to want to buy their app. So wouldn't put it past sure. them. But yeah, it's... Uh, the reason why I brought it up is that it was actually uh, last night during another podcast I was listening to or watching. Um, they said, what if they snapped their finger and affected the Netflix world and just Danny Rand from Iron Fist just sort of disappears and nobody's upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iron Fist just gets erased from the timeline completely. Yeah, I don't think too many people would be upset with that unless they replaced the writers and the characters and the CGI. Yeah. Let's see what happens there. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I, it's, I agree with you. 4.5 on this movie, I think. Uh, you know, you got 4.6, I say 4.5. I don't believe in point decimals because it gets too complicated. Um, it was a movie that I left it and thought I cannot wait till next year. I can't wait till we're sitting down in 2019 and watching the next part. And uh, I am really curious to see what these directors want to do, what they're going to be allowed to do, who comes back. I think... If everybody comes back and it's a full reset, as much as I love every one of these actors and I'd love to see Loki come back, um, spoiler, Loki's gone within the first two minutes. But anyways, um, <laughs> I think it, it's a tribute to the casting directors that they've got such perfect individuals playing these roles. But I also think that if you go through, you know, essentially two and a half, three, four, five, five and a half hours and at the end everybody comes back, it makes it a little pointless, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, they'll find a way to make it work. I don't, like you said, I don't think they're going to bring back everybody necessarily, but I think that there will be a great opportunity to see a whack of those people who left back at it again. Yeah. Steve, riff for half a second. I'm going to quickly grab something. Apparently my Mac is uh, getting low on battery, and I don't want to lose you here, so riff for a second. Talk about... um, Let's talk about Marvel Legends. Let's talk yeah, about the, the toys and everything that go into it. So I'm going to put that up on the screen real quick. I'll let you riff. I'm going to grab the charger. All right, yeah, okay. of course. Yeah, we're going to chat about Marvel Legends for a bit. I actually have them all here with me. So I'm going to bring them all out. First, we're going to start with the Marvel Legends Infinity Wave. Or sorry, the Infinity War Wave. And uh, then we'll go into the... And it's actually the um, Thanos build a figure. And I'm going to start with the Iron Spider. So, this is our Iron Spider. Well, this is the Iron Spider. Marvel Legends. I really like this figure. This figure's paint is fantastic. The only thing I like to see a little more of, other than, you know, spine slashes and people cutting into the box, would be actual Iron Spider, um, his, his weapons that come out of his back, his actual, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, but his, oh, his legs, so he has his spider tentacles and spider legs. Uh, that would be the only thing that I would say would be make this figure a little bit better. Next, we have the Captain America, or Nomad, for that matter. Um, in terms of likeness, um, I would say it's most most to its uh, its reference here. It doesn't really look like Chris Evans. 
um, but he is a beautiful, um, beautiful figure here. Uh, this one comes with the head of Thanos. Uh, I don't know if you can see. So there it is there. Uh, and it comes with the shield that Captain America has in the Infinity War movie. Next, we have nothing to do with the Infinity War, but this is in the wave nonetheless. This is the Taskmaster. Very well-painted figure. Um, we're using the, I want to say it's the Bucky, Bucky Cap mold, um, but there are a lot of accessories with the Taskmaster in this print. And um, love the utility belt on his legs. I love the belt on his torso and the fact that he comes with the shield and sword and blaster. Really well done, um, even though it has nothing to do with the movie at all. Um, and this comes with the leg of Thanos as well. Right over here. Nice. You betcha. Yeah. Carrying on. Uh, next one in this wave. Of course, we have my my baby boo, Iron Man. This one here is uh, one of my favorite Marvel Legends, one of my favorite Iron Man Marvel Legends, um, aside from the Invincible Iron Man, the one that came out uh, in the Black Panther wave. This one here is great. Love the blasters here. Um, I really like the color of the blasters. Um, and they go in his arms and legs. He also comes with an extra set of arms. I'll show you guys there. Uh, if you like Iron Man, this is a really, really nice figure here. Uh, so check your local toy store, EB Games, Toys R Us, GameStop. They'll have them. And that is all that I have for the Marvel Legends Infinity War wave, okay. but one of my favorite Marvel Legends that I have and I want to talk about because it's one of my favorites, um, Moon Knight. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. So this is an amazing figure, very well painted. I mean, of course, it's just black and white, but love the chest piece, love the crescent moons here for the weapons, the alternate heads, the staff that feels apart, or sorry, that uh, you can pull apart and use. Uh, as one or two pieces, and I love the cape. Nice and long, really thick, um, really distinct. And this is a part of the Spider-Man Homecoming wave. Took me quite a while to find this figure, but um, I mean, it's Moon Knight. He's the, the really the Batman of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, Mark Spector is uh, a truly amazing character. I've always had an appreciation for him. A couple of friends I went to high school with were massive, massive Moon Knight fans when nobody knew who he was, but uh, yeah, that's cool to see. He gets that, uh, that fig, and how long do you think we see a Moon Knight in either a movie or a Netflix-type series? I think we'll see Netflix before we'll see an actual feature film. Mm -hmm. um, I think we'd be last on the scale for a feature film. You know, we have Logan, Deadpool, we have Venom. I don't think we're actually going to get Moon Knight, but you have to make it a, a rated R film, and I don't think too many people know yeah. who Moon Knight is to make it worth a, an actual film. I mean, it'd be great. I'd love to see it. I'd pay to see it. It'd probably be fantastic, but I don't know if we're actually going to get one of those. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, just, uh, so many Marvel legends here, man. Like, I can go for days, but I'm going to go uh, the next one here. 
on to the next one. Gwenpool. Oh, nice. I don't know. I don't know too much about Gwenpool. This is from the fairly recent uh, Build a Figure Wave uh, Lizard. And the thing I love about this one here is all the accessories. Also, if I'm not mistaken, this is a new mold as well. Uh, but I love the katanas. I love the alternate head. I love the cell phone, the alternate hands. I mean, this really does come with all the accessories. Um, really nice figure. And the paint on this thing. There have been some mist for, uh, paint. Yeah. But I, uh, I actually found a very, very well-painted one. So... Very excited about that one there. And um, this guy, actually, when I saw him in person, this is actually going to be a double whammy here. Okay. Um, actually, a triple whammy. Because uh, I found these all the same day. And where I live here, trying to find new waves is nearly impossible unless you buy them online or on eBay. But um, a very underrated figure and character, which we haven't seen in anything in quite some time since. The 90s cartoons. Mysterio. Oh, what? Nice. Yeah. So, beautiful print. The only thing about this one here is that the ankle and the leg pivot on a lot of these are really, really loose. So when I took this out of the box and he couldn't stand without me, you yeah. know, putting him on some sort of angle is a little disappointing. But yeah, uh, love the transparent green here for the accessories. Um, Helmet comes off. I really like this smoke effect inside the helmet there. Yeah. And um, he's got a nice clear green um, head. So beautiful, beautiful figure, but I wish he stood up just a little bit better. So it's interesting. So uh, you've taken all your figs out of the box to kind of check them out, and then you just pop them back in the box? or? Yeah, so I like to, at the moment, uh, because I'm between places, mm. I take them out. Uh, and I like to see the articulation and then I put them back in the box. But once I move into my new place, they're going to come out of the box and get displayed for sure. That's fair. Um, okay. That's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another really sweet fig that I absolutely love from the Spider-Verse is Spider-Man Noir. What? That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't mess the paint up on this. The paint up <laughs> on the eyes here... You know, the, the silver um, kind of goes over and bleeds over to the black, but you get the blasters here. I actually had a buddy who did a custom of this guy, uh, took the body, and then uh, uh, made a skull for red skull, and oh, put yeah. a red skull uh, head on him, but used the body of Spider-Man Noir, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, no but, um, Yeah, but for a basic fig, this guy is... Amazing, and I can't wait to display display him once I get into my new place here. And uh, I'll do I'll do two more. Okay. You know, and then otherwise I'll be here until next week. <laughs> I was gonna say, just a quick question: How many of these Legends figs do you have? I have about twenty five or thirty of them. Oh, that's not too bad. Okay, I was waiting to be like four hundred and seventy eight. No. <laughs> no, no, I I wish. I actually just recently started collecting Legends. Um, okay. About, I would say, six months, six to eight months ago. Oh. I used to be into them. I had to sell them, unfortunately, but I'm uh, starting to recollect uh, Slippery Slope. But sometimes I do find really good deals at Toys R Us here. Uh, sorry for those who don't have it anymore. Mm. But um, I do find, you know, I found this entire build a figure wave, the uh, lizard. I found this wave here for 
uh, 20 bucks a pop. So I saved $10 a piece nice. times seven, 70 bucks. So not yeah. too bad. That's Canadian dollars. So that's like $4 US. But um, next yeah, one is that? Marvel's Lasher. Huh. So this is definitely a repaint of a couple of Spidey picks. But, yeah. Um, you know, the, you couldn't pass up the paint apps on this guy. Anything between a Black Spider-Man vert, you know, crossover between Venom, Iron Spider, uh, and Carnage. I mean, you're not going to say no to that. Mm. Uh, it's the best of all three worlds here. And this also comes with the head of Blizzard. And with my collecting, I have to have them all. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like Pokemon in my world, you know. If I don't, if I don't collect them all, then what's the point? So, <laughs> Marvel's a lot faster. For sure. So, thought I'd share those with you guys, you know, and uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, we can chat anything big. Um, looking for quite a few, uh, not trades, but if you have, there's quite a few uh, of the bigger rates that I've been looking for for quite some time and can't seem to find. So, um, you know, not that I'm not a fan of eBay, I'm not a fan of eBay prices. <laughs> So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I think that would be interesting too is we could even uh, eventually make a collector's corner and have that kind of a conversation because I think that's an awesome thing when you think about, yeah, pieces you're missing, people are out there tuning in, they're like, I totally got that or I know someone who has an extra or whatever. So, possibilities. Absolutely. So, that's what I got for you today in, in the world of Marvel Legends collectible. That's pretty awesome. Actually, um, I'm going to post something here real quick if I can, if it's going to work. And yeah, we were talking also, we're going to add this in. We got about, uh, you know, whatever. What do we have here? We got 17 minutes left. Um, we were talking about too about Infinity, not just the Legends wave, but obviously there's so many other different figs and, and toys and things out there. Uh, one of the ones I'm putting on the screen right now is, of course, the. Uh, Marvel Infinity Gauntlet that was brought up by Hasbro that we did a uh, an unboxing for. Um, very cool fig. It's one of those things, or fig, collectible. There we go. Um, it's not that expensive overall, to be honest with you. It was uh, $149 in Canada. I think it was $99 in the States. Uh, definitely part of the, the Legends um, collections and everything like that. I'm going to post that on the side of the screen. And uh, I like the fact that you can articulate and move the fingers and it make the sound effects and you got the gems light up, or Infinity Stones, call it gems, wow. Um, and they light up. The only thing I found that was, at first, it was impossible to find, and I thank you for actually helping us get our hands on one to unbox on the station. But um, they apparently obviously brought out another couple of waves because at every con I've gone to, Everyone's like <laughs> making all the noises, and they've got these gauntlets everywhere. Yeah. And it's like that really cute noise at first that you kind of go and like, oh my goodness, there needs to be an off switch for all these people right now. It's too much, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I also found out that if you press and hold down the uh, soul stone, um, it actually stays on for half an hour without auto powering up. Ah, interesting. Yeah. And yeah. it's also funny because you can lock the fingers up into the fist or you can release the fingers, obviously. And people are like, mine's broken. It won't let go. And it's like, okay, read the instructions, press the button. You can actually unlock your hand. You can play around. You can flip the bird. You can hang loose. You can rock on, whatever, you know. Yeah. 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 I'd be too excited to take it out of the box. <laughs> and I, I don't think I'd read the instructions either. So uh, <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with those people out there too. 
User error. <laughs> it does happen. Um, yeah. And now, the other place that we've talked about it on this podcast a number of times before is about uh, sideshow toys, or uh, even hot toys for that matter, but... Um, Definitely, and one of the ones we're putting up here right now is they've got a quarter scale, and they've also got a, a life-size scale of the Infinity Gauntlet, which are insane. Um, <laughs> they are massive. Uh, the price points and all that kind of stuff I did have in front of me. I'm going to pull it up real, real quick here, but um, they're beautiful, though, is really what it comes down to, is that um, the detail that they put into these figs and everything they've got going across is just absolutely gorgeous. I'm not sure if you've uh, had a chance to actually take a look at them on Sideshow's site or not. I saw you uh, when you were picking one of those up, and um, it makes me want one very, very badly. <laughs> yeah, so with that one, that's actually the... Um, uh, what's called? And in fact, I'm going to pull this up here right on the screen. So let's go quarter screen. Forgot we we've got a full new setup here that you're probably seeing a little bit of issues with, but we've actually it is working now. So let's go to there. Let's put this on live. So here we go. This is the uh, quarter scale, which um, is ninety five dollars U S. So a nice little tiny thing fits in the palm of your hand, uh, or one twenty four Canadian. And with this one here, as we pull it up, and it's just loading. Uh, you've got light up effects. And it's got a little stand that it sits on, and it's about 6.7 inches tall. So not a bad size little uh, keepsake. It's got the Avengers tag on the bottom of the base there. And for, you know, $100 to $150, um, pretty awesome little piece, actually. That would be a perfect desk piece. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's obtainable for most people who are collectors. Uh, the one that's not as obtainable... <laughs> we talked about earlier. Um, if anybody's never gone to Sideshow before and you are like Steve and myself and you're a collector and you want to complete all series, never go to Sideshow. Because <laughs> once you start looking, it's just nothing but trouble. They do amazing work. Um, but yeah. No, I know. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, so yeah, this one here, the Infinity Gauntlet prop replica by Hot Toys. So this is actually done by Hot Toys directly. Uh, this is a life-size... And it is 930 US or uh, 1200 Canadian. Uh, features breathing LED light effects, so they kind of pulsate and everything. And it's over 27 inches tall. So if you want to know how big that gauntlet is that um, Thanos or Josh Brolin is wearing, it is 26.7 inches. It's insane. That is such a beautiful, beautiful piece of art there. Yeah. Um, It'd be amazing to have one of those on a desk. I can tell you that. Now, is that wearable? Can you put that on? That one, I don't believe it is. I think it's set on the stand. It is a prop replica. Yes, yeah, this is the bottom here. Item is not is non wearable. Non wearable. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like forget that idea. <laughs> not even man. I uh, I absolutely love it. It looks like it was ripped right off Thanos' head and put on a on a stand. Yeah, and so that one's coming out in uh, January to March of next year, so in time for the last uh, or second part of the Avengers uh, Infinity War movie, uh, that will be available for individuals to buy. So there you go, you got a price range from, uh, you said the Legends figs were about $20? That's about right, $20 a piece? 
Legends. Legends uh, retail for twenty nine ninety nine Canadian, okay. nineteen ninety nine US. Yeah, so twenty to thirty dollars, on which side of the border you live on, or elsewhere in the world, of course. Uh, and then you get ninety nine dollars for uh, you know a, a small scale for your desk. Uh, you've got uh, again ninety nine dollars to one hundred fifty dollars for a full life size you can wear that is very much more plastic but still fun. And then you've got all the way up from nine fifty to twelve hundred if uh, that's what you're looking for. And further to that, I'm going to pull up one last one here uh, that's also on Hot Toys. They don't pay for this, but I, I just love it. <laughs> this is a six scale fig, and for those who know me, uh, six scales are what I'm all about. And this is a gorgeous piece uh, coming out. Uh, when is this one coming out? There we go, April to June of next year. Uh, it's got Thanos with the gauntlets, and it really shows the scale of him here punching through Iron Man. Um, for those who have collected toys in the past from Hot Toys, we noticed, uh, Brandon and I, in a past episode, that with the Thor Ragnarok, uh, that they did the... They no longer show the joints in the arms, which is beautiful. They've actually got the plastic mold going over top, so they're fully articulate, but you have that smooth contour, so it actually looks like the fig straight out of the movie. And, of course, they got the scene here shown with him versus Captain America, and... Um, yeah, th this is going to be a gorgeous piece and uh, a likely one that anybody who collects Marvel uh, six-scale figs is going to be all over. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. You know, I, uh, I, I wanted to start collecting Hot Toys and, you know, it's a slippery slope for that, for sure. Yeah, well, um, this one alone is like $500, so it's, it's uh, you jump in, it's, it's big time. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I like Iron Man, and uh, there's about 40 different Iron Man <laughs> yes, uh, armors that Sideshow makes. Uh, so I think I did the calculations one day, and it would be about, uh, what was it? It was like eighteen or $19,000 um, to get all of them. So um, maybe one day. The nice thing about that, Steve, is that they actually they will do it on payments for you. So eighteen or 19000 but it's only like... $895 a month. So it's just like a mortgage payment. It's not that big of a deal. It's very obtainable. They give you points, and then you can use your points towards buying more figs. So it's, it's not that bad. Not that bad? Something that I'll definitely work towards. It's, that's, uh, it's a notch on my belt that I'd like to kick off at some point. Have you bought any Hot Toys to this point at all? I don't have a single Hot Toy, mm. to be honest. Okay. No, that's it's good because, like I said, that's what happens. I had a uh, Logan from the uh, uh, Wolverine movie, uh, so not Origins, but the, just the Wolverine one, and I was never going to buy them. And I had that one purchased for me, and that was it. It's a um, hundred some odd figs later. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, I digress. Um, and I'm trying to think if there was anything. Oh, and the last thing we were going to cover is we were talking about, I'm pulling this up on the screen right now, Box Office Mojo. Uh, this was on, yeah, May 13th. Here we are. And Infinity War tops 1 billion internationally, becomes the fifth largest global release of all time. Wait. It is insanity. Like, what do you say to that? <laughs> The fact that they did, say, it's been three weeks and they, they're doing an estimated 61.8 million this weekend. I say hats off, you know, <laughs> hats off to you, you know, um, when you're able to bring in an audience, and I'm sure most people have seen it more than once at this point, if yeah. you're a fan 
um, you know, the fact that you're able to capture an audience and get them back to the theater again and pay for those seats, it really goes to show that the it's more than just a superhero movie. It really is a work of art. Yeah. Um, to be able to, as you mentioned earlier, bring all these characters to life, um, and what we've what we've been into for the last ten years, you know, it seems like yesterday I saw Iron Man May fifth, you know, twenty ten, in theaters, and I was going into it like, oh, okay, another comic book movie. I just got a Spider Man three, not too long before that, in two thousand eight or two thousand seven. Yeah, and um, you know, here we are with a a new fresh outlook, a new fresh take on the comic book uh, genre yeah. and uh, yeah I say hats off you know hats off to Marvel Studios for taking a chance on bringing that back you know had Michael Jackson have purchased Marvel so that he could play Spider-Man who knows what would have happened that's so true actually <laughs> that's a that's a very different it's like when um, Stephen Strange was doing his whole thing of like I've been through all these different timelines and only one do we win um, uh, no offense, I was a Michael Jackson fan. I, I don't think we win if Michael Jackson had bought that. No, I absolutely love Michael Jackson. He is definitely one of my childhood uh, heroes. However, um, I don't know what would have happened had he purchased Marvel when they were going through some, some real bad times. So I'm just thankful you know, they, they stuck by themselves and, and kept doing what they were doing and it ultimately worked out for them. So. That's true. That's very true. That's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the next one coming up. So, uh, yeah, we'll kind of do a bit of a wrap-up here and everything. we got about four minutes left in the show. But um, uh, first of all, actually, I'm going to say this. Uh, as we close out Infinity War, and we hope that you enjoyed some of the bits and tidbits. Like, we've only seen this once each, so maybe there's a point where we actually do a commentary track where we go through it and kind of go the step-by-step because I'm sure we're missing a lot of things and we'll get our mind blown. Um, the other thing is too is that as we've been doing this both as studio with new technology then on the road and we're doing this remotely for only the second week in a row with no prep time in between not that we didn't want to but there was conventions and things going on and life um, so I want to say for anybody who tuned in uh, if you had questions or comments or anything like that and we didn't get them or we missed out on it or tech was just a little bit off thank you for coming along with us we will be back again next week uh, where we will actually be more of an in-studio and more set up and I think this platform actually does work much better this is giving me so much more freedom to bring more stuff to you tuning in um, but I have been one of your hosts Paul and my co-host Steve thank you very much for taking time out of your day to uh, rescue me so I'm not on my own doing this <laughs> and be a part of it and bring your insights anytime man I absolutely love this stuff you know I uh, anytime I'm more than happy to join join a cast and, and chat about all the nerdiest things that I, I'm into at that time and, you know, get a community of just uh, like-minded people together. So let's, uh, let's hop on it. Very cool. That's awesome. Well, yeah, and uh, next week we will be coming back with a bit more of the old platform for a bit. We're going to explain sort of where we're at. Uh, we've had a number of changes this last week. Um, I've been on the road uh, at a con in Prince George, and I had a chance to not only uh, meet, well, not meet, I met him before, but sit down and speak with Ming Chen uh, from a shared universe and from Comic Book Men, and we talked a lot about ideas and concepts and things we can do to sort of make this more fun and exciting, and uh, as we build our base, we got some ideas for some contests and some interesting thing to bring you know, to everybody who's 
a part of the GGM brand. Um, and that being said, you can follow anything and everything we do on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Facebook Live, Facebook, uh, and um, all of those at GGM brand, all one word, or here on Twitch at GGM dot or GGM TV. Stuttering on all these things, and of course, you good sir, Mr. Steve. Where they can where can they follow you? King Steve O eighty seven on any social media platform. And it's an O, not a zero. Um, so just copy and paste what you see on the screen there uh, into any social media platform, or feel free to shoot me a text, follow, and uh, let's nerd out. There you go. And we're going to talk about that too. We're going to have uh, his channel and our channel sort of like help each other out and host each other and kind of build up the following and everything on our quest of 50. We're going to see who lands it first. Is it GGM brand or is it King Stevo? And um, we're gonna have a little bit of fun. We're gonna we're gonna do some crazy things. But if you have any insight, if you have any uh, thoughts, comments, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you want to give us a review anywhere and everywhere you download it. Uh, let us know. We do this for ourselves for fun, but we really do this for all of you, and we want you to enjoy it. So we thank Absolutely. you again. Absolutely, exactly. So we thank you again for tuning in for our two part, two part Avengers: Infinity War review. We still have another movie to go. We'll be back here in a year to do this again. Probably be three parts at that point. And yeah. um, that's pretty much everything I want to say. So, to all of you, good game. Good game, everybody.